11-year-old David and 9-year-old John Hewitt. More than a thousand years, men have pursued leviathans of the deep. Uh, uh, Western. Still two of Britain's great national heroes. They're remembered today. Today we're going to be giving an introduction. I'm going to be giving an introduction on the leviathan. It is in things like videos, music, and games that are protected under a copyright law. Which will be today will be history, as you see on the screen. Uh, the next part is in the middle picture. So, what is internet piracy? By Thomas Hobbes. Now, the Leviathan's an incredibly important work, and there's lots of things to say about uh, it. By happen chance. Either way, I hope you enjoy, and um, we'll be breaking down uh, this uh, discussion into three parts. Uh, the first part, which will be today, will be history. Law, though it's not the only nation that still does it. Norway is the only other country that expects to carry out any whaling this year, but it largely avoids international. The age of discovery and adventure, which we remember so fondly was also a time of greed and ruthlessness, murders. Um, that I think is pretty important so that we get a good, solid sense of number From one. them, and the pattern keeps going. The more people that are downloading something, the faster it will be downloaded, and the more people that will have the file. Conspiracy theories and martial law instead of what Jade Helm is really about. Jade Helm is really about a new command and control Pops structure. was when he was writing and who his audience is, and part of the our ability to fully understand his, his ideas. A lot of people pirate using torrents because it is fast and convenient, and they may not know that it is illegal because so many other people... The way he would describe this is, the Spanish Armada was sighted off the European coast of continent was ravaged by the wars of religion between Roman Catholic states and Protestant states. Um, so he lived in a time of immense political violence. Four Swedish pirates of a totally different sort being sentenced to pay more than three million dollars in fines and serve a year in the brig. Ideas without making uh, mistaken inferences or common misconceptions about Hobbes. Then came atomic artillery. Of man in his discussion of the psychology of human beings, and then finally his discussion of the Commonwealth and how the Commonwealth should be structured. So, that's where we're going to be taking Drake was a generation older than Raleigh. Born on a farm in 1540, he grew up in Plymouth. That's what we're going to be taking a look at today. So let's start off with the historical context. Um, just a sort of brief note about his biography, Thomas Hobbes lived from 15 boats, created a legacy of dramatic, poignant, and at times horrific stories that can still stir our emotions and animate the most primal part of our imaginations. To produce a mighty book, you must choose a mighty theme, proclaimed Herman Melville, in the epic story of whaling. He's one of the foremost philosophers, political philosophers, um, of all time, and we might even say he's the first major political philosopher. No one has a greater interest or a greater stake in the development and the use of atomic firepower than the American soldier. Would the ground soldier become obsolete was a question asked immediately by civilian and military alike. To answer the question and to explore its ramifications, the U.S. Army set up an atomic experiment station at Camp Desert Rock, Nevada. 
um, in the mo in the modern world here. One thing is this note you can see he studied at Oxford University. Now that's important, that last part there. We don't just want to get what we want, we want to do it with the least amount of work, least amount of effort. Scientists, as well as the New York Times and Slate. Um, Joe is also an editor for a public online forum called Eat the Invaders. So if you're looking for a good question to ask him afterwards and nothing inspires me well, you can ask about eating the invaders. <clears throat> so this is a program... ...to say that it was violating copyright. Consequently, many people who would otherwise avoid illegal actions took part in Napster because it wasn't yet illegal. ...that they're using, but they're trying to lead people astray into thinking it's some sort of left-right red-blue type of controversy as these states are too. Its eyes are similar to man's, but with a flatter cornea, they may function as well underwater as out of it. Various species have evolved highly complex hearing and signaling devices. The baleen cut from the mouths of whales shaped the course of feminine fashion by putting the hoop in hoop skirts and giving form to stomach-tightening and chest-crushing corsets. Hobbes here rejects Cartesian dualism. That's the distinction between the mind and the body. His ultimate view of reality is that reality is matter. He's a materialist. And that's important because that means that he is not going to be deriving the legitimation of the state or the commonwealth um, or determine how politics should run by looking at things that have to do with God or the spirit or anything like that, right? As a materialist, the answers for determining the justification of politics reside in the material constitution of the world. And we'll get a, sense, a better sense of in a minute here, right now, when we take a look at his overall project. The other thing I should mention here is in terms of Hobbes' methodology, for him, each science, and he means science in this more, uh, we have to be a little bit careful here. When Hobbes talks about a science, he means it in really the more ancient classical sense of the term. Um, which has to do with demonstrative reasoning. It doesn't, he's not referring to science in the same sense that we think of it today in terms of an empirical investigation governed, right, by a sort of... Um, uh, in Whaler's stories and some serious literature, this large dolphin is painted as a bloodthirsty, insatiable monster. In captivity, it is generally docile, playful, and intelligent enough to cooperate in various scientific experiments. It remains, however, an extremely dangerous animal to be approached with caution. In his efforts to drum up support for his plan and to part potential investors from their money, Raleigh now developed a kind of imperial rhetoric, a patriotic and lofty justification for his business venture. The people of America cry out unto us, their next neighbors to come and help them, and to bring unto them the glad tidings of the gospel. And whensoever the Queen of England shall seat upon that form of America, and shall be reported throughout all that tract to use the natural people there with all humanity, courtesy, and freedom, they will yield themselves to her government. The investors were largely from, from Raleigh's circle, his friends in the West Country, men like Sir Richard Grenville, and also members of the court as well. They poured money into it because they thought they were going to get spectacular returns. 
Raleigh didn't go to America himself, but in 1585 he sent 300 settlers across the Atlantic. After 10 weeks at sea, they landed at Roanoke. This has gone down in history as the first overseas British colony. But Raleigh's immediate concern wasn't to spread the benefits of civilization, but to attack the Spanish. If you touch Philip in the Caribbean, you touch the apple of his eye. For take away his treasure, which he hath almost entirely out of his West Indies, his whole bands of soldiers will soon be dismissed, his purpose defeated, his powers and strength diminished, his pride abated, and his tyranny utterly suppressed. It can be fatal. From an airburst, however, this fatal dose of radiation can be gotten only fairly close to ground zero, with distances practically never exceeding one mile. Since buildings are destroyed by blast out to a couple of miles, and burning occurs maybe three miles away, you can see the radius of fatal radiation is much less. Radiation from the bomb comes in four forms. First, the alpha particle, or nucleus of the helium gas atom. Then the beta particle, or high-speed electron. Next, the gamma ray, or energetic X-ray. And finally, the neutron. Only the last two, the gamma ray and the neutron, travel far enough to be considered in their effect on the human body. These radiations can be stopped by thick substance. Steel, concrete, and ordinary dirt offer good protection. As a matter of fact, one inch of steel, four inches of concrete, or five inches of dirt. Their implements for flensing or cutting up the animal, are similar to those one finds in museums of 18th and early 19th century whaling. Virtually all of the whale is used, and most of it is eaten. Whale meat has earned no gourmet reputation among most of the nations, though many species are edible and a good source of protein. Eskimos know its value. While not everyone's cup of tea, the Eskimo's way with a whale is sound ecology. But the ecological balance is narrow, for the bowhead whale is no longer numerous. It fell victim to the fashionable wasp-waisted silhouette of the 19th century. As the demand swelled for tight corsets of so-called whalebone, the price of baleen from the jaw of the bowhead whale skyrocketed. Just as hunters now bagged the disappearing tiger for fur wraps, they slaughtered the bowhead for the hourglass figure. Peter of Spain, 
On his return to England, he attacked one of the Spanish treasure ships he found en route and ransacked her. He brought her back to England, and she had on board 120,000 ducats. It paid for the entire operation. It showed that actually Raleigh's colony would be a fantastic base for privateering and piracy. But the colonists that Grenville had left on the shores of America were already in trouble. On day one, their supplies were destroyed in a storm. They quarreled with the Native Americans. Fighting broke out, and dozens were killed. Raleigh's grand plan degenerated into a brutal battle for survival. When new supplies arrived, Raleigh's colonists to a man chose to abandon North America and return home. of the colony was a disaster for Raleigh. Rather than lose face and his massive investment, he immediately began to make plans for a second colony and tried to persuade both himself and others of its certain success. An official report was produced. Four inches of concrete or five inches of dirt will cut out nearly half the radiation you would otherwise receive. Half of this airburst radiation occurs during the first second, the remaining half during the next 89 seconds. So the radiation hazard on the ground is over 90 seconds after the bomb goes off in the air. The Piracy Act could block open educational resource sites. These sites are created to be shared, built upon, and used in education. Blog sites could also be heavily affected by the Stop Online Piracy Act because it makes everything that is displayed on the site, including visitor comments, the blog owner's responsibility. And all of those covers and remixes on YouTube of popular songs, most of them have not gotten direct consent from record label companies. If the Stop Online Piracy Act was passed, the internet may never see things like this again. And if they do, they will come with a tremendous amount of legal action. Copyright claims would be all over the place, and things would be going down and being censored. This bill also brought to mind the web censoring happening in the Middle East and in China. If the U.S. started a censoring trend, countries all over the world would start doing the same thing. In conclusion, internet piracy is bad. It is illegal, and there are many ways people are doing it and getting away with it all the time. Page jacking, streaming video, using a peer-to-peer -peer network, cyber lockers, and theft of trade secrets are some of the ways people are involved with internet copyright infringement. The government is trying to stop internet piracy, and they attempted to do that with a bill that allowed copyright infringed material to be taken down. But the Stop Online Piracy Act was a failure. It was very broad and would have allowed the government to basically shut down whole websites. If you are above ground and get under at the end of one second, you can miss half the radiation completely. So, your best available protection from radiation is doing what you do to avoid debris hurtling toward you. You can't feel it, smell it, or taste it. Film badges and dosimeters issued to you 
Enable the radiological safety monitor in your unit to read the amount of your exposure. Early the following day, the troops pass through the checkpoint to begin a 30-mile orientation drive. Their destination, Ground Zero. On the way, they pass the control center, a building of many vital functions. The small minkies. They're, in the beginning, they're, they're using these products for oil. Uh, by the end, uh, the, the sperm whale is still being hunted uh, to, uh, for lubricants in jet engines and in submarines. But these species were largely hunted for margarine, for pet food, for fertilizer. Really was questionable whether they, we should be hunting these species at that time. And it was brought um, into the international courts, into the National Whaling Commission. There were arguments that we should stop hunting whales, the hunter's dilemma. Some countries, Norway, Japan, uh, Iceland argued to continue whaling, even though populations were low. And many other countries, the United States, for example, many European countries, New Zealand, Australia, Arbor, uh, argued for a complete commercial moratorium. And that occurred in the 1980s. We had uh, a commercial moratorium of whales that's still in existence today. A few countries continued to whale. Iceland and Norway have withdrawn, have, have taken themselves out of the IWC or put up filed objections. And Japan continues to hunt uh, under a loophole that was actually put in place by the United States. Um, in the 1960s, we closed down gray, hunting of gray whales in the United States. The loophole was that gray whales were still allowed to be hunted scientifically. And that has been the guise that the Japanese have been operating under, that it's scientific whaling. If you, you can, if you kill the whale for scientific purposes, you can eat the product after. You can eat the whale meat, and it's sold throughout Japan. So in the 1990s, some conservation groups wondered if that, the viewed from the United States' point of view, hypocrisy of hunting whales uh, under the guise of scientific whaling actually might also extend to that the... Um, that Japan was hunting whales that actually were illegal, that shouldn't be hunted. It was pirate whaling going on? So in the 1990s, Scott Baker, Steve Palumbi, who was here, and I, I worked with him when he was here, and several other researchers set up a, uh, a DNA lab in Tokyo. This is Naoko Funahashi. She was Japanese national. She went around the country of Japan buying samples from... Already. We know they have supercomputers uh, that can house all manner of information. We know that they can connect all these devices together. We know they have artificial intelligence running various uh, military vehicles. We already know that they have robots in service and that they have competitions for the Department of Defense for various types of robots already. We, have, we know they have all the stuff in place already. Could this be what the future will entail? This is a good question. I mean, this sounds to me not far-fetched whatsoever. Um, I've, in the past, I've actually predicted where technologies went. When I was a lot younger, I predicted where cell phones would go and other things, and, they, and it happened just as I thought it would. And this is kind of what I'm thinking is gonna be the next step, the next leap. The next leap from cell phones to it being in your mind. 
where you're on the internet in your mind, how interactive would that be? Wouldn't that feel more real than looking at a screen? You're going places in your mind. Can you imagine this? Functions. During the critical minutes before and after the atomic explosion, the control center communicates with army personnel in the forward area. By remote control, the center operates hundreds of scientific instruments positioned near ground zero. Many of the instruments are protected and cared for in shelters. Others are placed out in the open, above ground. The presence of so many protective and measuring devices is reassuring to the man who will shortly be stationed within the range of the explosion. While at ground zero, equipment is inspected in the display area so that comparisons may be made after the detonation. Not only will tests show the effects of atomic weapons on ground troops, but they will indicate the effects on military equipment and buildings. Test equipment is set up at various intervals from ground zero, from two miles to a quarter of a mile. Test equipment is placed above ground unsheltered, above ground sheltered, and in dug-in positions. A model city is erected that will test the degree of destruction on homes and the effect on their occupants, here represented by mannequins. Food is also to be tested. It's a mighty theme, proclaimed Herman Melville, and the epic story of whaling is one of the mightiest themes in American history. This book was sparked by an image. A large oval box in my house is painted with a primitive, powerful whaling scene. After his arrest, about 14,000 pounds worth of treasure was recovered from his ship, the Adventure Galley. So, many samples, Pacific minke, Antarctic minke, and Brutus whales, but here's the disturbing point. Species that have been protected since the 1980s, 1960s, sperm whale protected since the 1937, since 1937, they are all showing up on Japanese market, on the Japanese market. So this, this protection is not working, and it questions uh, the Japanese hunt at this time. So at, the, at this point, um, I was working as Jim admits, I was at the University of Florida when, when I, I joined Baker in, um, in Japan. And the Japanese at that point were arguing that hunting whales actually helped people. It helped fisheries. Not only did it help people, but it helped the whales themselves. This was on the Japanese, um, the website for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. Until last year, I actually looked today and did not find the slide. So until last year, this has been up there. Whales are increasing. That's serious competition for fisheries, for humans. And it also means that it's endangering um, other whale species. Why is that? Minky whale populations have increased while other species are depleted. Minky whales are eaten. Or cell phones and tablets electronic devices that you see people walking around like zombies anymore with these things and that's what this video here was about that I created uh, a few days ago and I mean what better way 
to put this thing in place. You know, maybe it's like they're telling us their plans up front through these movies. This is common tactic with the Illuminati, those who are elite in charge, and they tell you their plans through movies. Whales are eating that food. I was wondering, is that true? I don't, it hasn't gotten much traction. The question is, is that really true? Is there competition here? Is there competition with humans and also with um, other whale species? So again, I was at the University of Florida at that point, studying marine ecology and learning about basic precepts of marine ecology, including the biological pump. The idea behind that is photosynthesis occurs at the surface where there's light, but organic matter, carbon, or, and also nitrogen. Which presented America as a kind of Garden of Eden and a paradise. The watercolors, which had been painted on the first expedition, were now turned into a best-selling illustrated book. And a hundred new colonists were persuaded to set sail once more for the shores of America. The second colony was a very different enterprise from the first. The first had been a military operation. The second was much more a civilian operation. And Raleigh had a magic ingredient, women. For the first time, he decided to send women out. After all, it was women who did all the housework, who planted the crops, who did the cooking, who made the clothes. They were the ones, if anyone, would be able to keep this colony alive. Believing what they'd been told by Raleigh, these new settlers were convinced that they were sailing to a land of plenty. Wiping the slate clean, the colony was given a new name, the City of Raleigh, and a new governor, the watercolorist John White. White was a superb artist, but he was in truth a hopeless governor. There was a kind of mutiny. We're not quite sure what happened, but he was sent back to England. The colonists said, don't come back here unless you bring a lot of food with you. So White set sail to England. He was determined to return, but he was going to do so with food supplies. When White arrived in England, he discovered that war with Spain had broken out. England was threatened with invasion. White was trapped. And Raleigh's colonists were stranded on the other side of the Atlantic. Harpooner can tell when a female target may be pregnant. The discovery of fetuses is a fairly common occurrence. Sperm whales carry for 14 and a half months. This fetus is three feet long and about four months old. Two young males come off the flat car, about 15 years old, 37 feet long. Had they lived to full growth, they could have measured 55 feet. Whatever can be learned of a male's sexual past and one's potential future is hidden in the cells of the testes. It is important to know at what age the young males become active breeders because this concerns the reproductive capacity of the species. Gamble takes small samples, which are carefully identified and preserved for later analysis. Science, moving ahead on just a few slices, while it takes the entire animal to make oil and profits for industry. 
specimens snatched from the butcher's block in Durban, shipped to London, end up in the modest laboratories of the whale research unit. The best way to determine the age of a toothed whale is by its teeth. The sperm whale tooth is composed largely of dentine, laid down in alternating lighter and darker layers. These bands are a record of the whale's growth. Sawed in two and soaked in dilute formic acid, the teeth show alternate ridges and grooves corresponding to the original layers. When war broke out between Catholic Spain and Protestant England, it was due in no small part to Elizabeth's foreign policy. From where King Philip stood, that foreign policy seemed to consist of little more than piracy. I think England was considered a rogue state under Elizabeth. The way that she encourages and at times actively supports privateering and the way that she refuses to act against piracy is also a manifestation of her willingness to break the rules. The worst that she was getting as a result of this was occasional protests, sometimes very angry letters and representations from Philip II telling her to get her lads under control, basically. And Elizabeth, who was a wonderful actress, could play this one for all it was worth. Well, you know, I'm just a woman. I simply cannot control these military men, these sailors. I would love to help. I, I really want to establish law and order, but you know what it's like for a poor woman like me. After she had done this for a couple of decades, it's not perhaps surprising that she was a little bit cocky, that she thought she could get away with just going, pushing him a little bit further. In 1587, Elizabeth chose her favorite privateer, Francis Drake, to lead a surprise attack against Philip's fleet, which was anchored in the port of Cadiz. Drake, the master of hit-and-run tactics, burned and looted everything in sight, making away with more than half a million stolen ducats. Unleashing her privateers in this way, not just against the New World, but against Spain itself, raised the stakes so high that Burley, Elizabeth's chief secretary of state, wrote a letter of apology to Philip, in which he said that Drake had disobeyed the Queen's orders and was now in disgrace. The Queen, meanwhile, was helping herself to a share of the loot. Dead. <laughs> Everybody, you got that? They're dead! You're still alive, you got a job to do, so turn off the fucking radio and do it! Way to warm him up, Cassidy. I don't need that for Consistent. 
Sarah, we don't know who else is still alive. We're not even sure Harpoon is after the right guy. What are we sure of? What would be the Vitus? Well, last we knew, 15 of them were still flying, sir. And half of them airborne, refueled. Smoking again, sir? <laughs> 